Hello, and thank you for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Make sure to go over and follow us on Instagram at twosteps.forward and enjoy the episode. are the best what's up guys welcome back to two steps forward one step back this time we are going to be talking about the student life here um on our college campus which is moody bible institute yeah um but we're gonna do it in a little bit of a different way we're not gonna do it the same way as all your professors wear your mask take care of yourself get rest at a decent hour even though we're recording this podcast not at a decent hour. We'll just say that and we'll roll on. Um, but yeah, so like we wanna we wanna actually provide a discussion that will really like help those of you that are either in high school or college or in your education career somewhere. And Ulti- so ultimately they'll like any walk of life. Yeah. No, this is this is Yeah, no, exactly. Because the, the things that we're gonna be talking about are are super helpful for not just school, but a job. And, you know, if you have a family or if you have responsibilities, like just managing life in a healthy way. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to get started. The first thing that we wanted to address, and we can go around and talk about this, but it's um, for you guys personally, what's the biggest element uh, of your Specifically, since we're talking about our college experience, and this can be applicable to whatever your experience is as a listener, but what is the kind of the biggest challenge that arises for you and kind of the side effects and symptoms that come out of that challenge? And it can be whatever, like I'm kind of keeping this open-ended for a reason. Yeah. So um, for me, biggest challenge is generally like end of the semester burnout but the difficulty yep. with end of, end of the semester burnout is it starts at the beginning. Mm. That, that, that That's not a process that starts at the end. That's not the process that finds fruition at the end. It starts at the beginning, and it's how you handle the beginning of the semester that really sets you up for success or failure in the long run. So for me, a lot of it's like I, I have a tendency to fall very far behind, which yeah. is probably shocking to you guys because you – Usually know me as the guy who's like, schedule, 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 schedule. We need to stay on schedule. Yeah, you got all your stuff in a row. Yeah. And I don't. Um, is that partially in a response to just how you're naturally prone to do things? Well, see, um, I am naturally prone towards order. Hmm. But there's a line where I am naturally so prone towards order that it becomes destructive. And I have to learn how to break down my natural tendency towards everything needs to be in its place. So that's one of the things I've actually done with you guys is like, yes, there's structure within. We do recording three days a week um, and there's structure within that. But it's uh, an an intentional irregularity within my schedule in order to force myself to break out of the order, which becomes mundane over time, which becomes uh, it can become overwhelming because it becomes so bland and then it feels purposeless, and then you feel like you're doing all this work for no reason. Hmm. And so when you actually learn to break apart, when I actually figured that out, was, hey, I can actually save myself a lot of stress and anxiety by just intentionally breaking up my schedule and spending time with people I care about, because that's the one of the few ways that I actually recharge emotionally and mentally 
is by being around a small number of people I care about, and that's different for everybody. Hmm, but sure. learning to, yeah. learning how to put intentional irregularity in my schedule was like the big thing for me. You're that, welcome. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't be here without you guys. It's crazy. I mean, it's you know, crazy just to see what's happened over the course of the semester and just how we've grown in that. Yeah, it is. Us. Yeah. So what about you, Luke? Yeah, Big Luke, challenges, stuff like that. Yeah. my So I went to a very rigorous co-school, which is kind of like a blend between, I don't know, it, it's for high school because I was homeschooled throughout um, my my just education as a, as a kid. And in high school, I went to this thing called a co-school or a co-op. Yeah, co-op. And it was very rigorous. It was a lot like college classes where we met with our professors once every week. We would do our assignments. We would get our tests out of the way. And then for the rest of the week, we would work on that, meet up as a class, meet up outside of that. So in a way that really prepared me for college, um, I felt like that was a lot more rigorous than coming to college. Interesting. The difference is the balance. Yeah. Because right now, you're around people all the time. Literally at almost any hour of the day, I would say every hour of the day, you could be hanging out with someone. You could be working on a project. You could be doing homework. You could be doing all these things. And so really intentionally looking at what are the things I want to spend my time on? What are the yeah. things that are going to most serve the Lord? What are the things that I'm going to look back on in 50 years and be like, oh my word, that was an amazing use of my time. I loved that. Yeah. And taking a deep dive into that has been very helpful for me. Um, specifically like in time spent with you where we're just in the, in the recording studio, we're working on things. Um, it's hard when we have all that and when I'm with relationships and stuff to not put the other parts on the back burner Yeah, and not put schoolwork out of the way, even if it can annoy me a little bit. So that's where I'm coming from in terms of like struggles and things that I'm doing to cope and learn from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like your kind of, uh, personal ambitions or hobbies or things that you're invested in outside of your education, like your, your general education kind of your mainstream classes and stuff, not like your challenge comes when you're kind of putting those things on the back burner, like you said, or neglecting those things. Right. And not right. balancing it well. Right. And that also comes yeah. from the way that I'm, I'm a very extroverted person. Yeah. So yep. I love to be with people. But yep. then I have times where I get so into homework and stuff when I work on that so hard. And there were, there were a couple of days where I literally didn't even like barely come out of my room, especially with like Zoom classes last semester. Yeah, yeah and totally. I was just working on homework all day and I was burnt out. And mm. it just didn't lead to anything fruitful. So it's it's been yeah. finding that balance. What about you, Landry? Yeah, well, I wanted to ask before we get to me, I wanted to ask what are some of the negative symptoms that come out of that? Because that was one mm. of the other things I wanted to emphasize is like these challenges arise and then what are the negative? You kind of mentioned it a little bit like you, you're absent from that social aspect and you feel like you're not really getting anything from it what are some other negative symptoms from you and reese before we move on mm-hmm. yeah you want to go first reese sure um well one of the things that like anytime i have a tendency to like super hone in on actually getting my stuff done and sticking to my schedules is i become a hermit i am mm. very like i'm i'm naturally very introverted so i i tend towards extremes and so when I lean, when I let myself lean into that introvertedness, I go isolationist. Mm. And when I try to, the nice thing is though, because I'm so, I lean so far on the end of introvertedness, when I force myself to get out of the introvertedness, I reach a balance. 
But what happens when I don't reach that balance is there's that isolationist thing. I don't interact with people. And when you don't inter- when I don't interact with people, my spiritual walk suffers for it. Hmm. Like it's not just like, yes, I get all of my like academically, it looks like I'm meeting all of the tick marks. Yeah. Looks like I'm hitting everything on the checklist, but spiritually I suffer for it. You're missing out on the community. Right. Yeah. You know, the Bible's got so many love one another commands, you know, love one another, confess your sins to one all the one another's, and I miss out on the one another's hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm I'm ticking off my checklist. And at the same token, you know, tending towards extremes, whenever I try to force myself to do extroverted stuff, I have to be sure that I keep to my schedule because mm. I can go far too extroverted. And so that's, that's <clears throat> to the point where it, it becomes problematic in my schedule. And now I'm not checking off any of the tick marks. Right. So, you know, it's finding that balance. Um, and then mentally, there are also just those, you know, when, especially for me, when I'm not growing spiritually, I hit anxiety, depression, stuff like that begins to hit hard. And it, it comes faster than you realize it when oh, yeah. those side effects take over. Oh, yeah. I found that one of the most beneficial things for me is to think of it less as, you know, everybody talks about the whole work-life balance thing where we mm-hmm. need to be balanced with what we're doing at home and with our work and, our, and whatever else we're doing, our hobbies. Um, I found it more like, helpful to think of it like unintentional imbalance or not unintentional sorry intentional imbalance yeah so it's like yes i realize i'm spending more time with god that's important the world would say that's imbalanced but as a christian that is so important that is important to my walk with christ yeah and that's that's like outside that's like in its different category like that helps you balance everything else that's not even that's not within the balance that is that that's what helps that's oversees the balance yeah, martin yeah. luther Supersedes. even talks about this he talks about oh i'm having a really stressful day i can't remember the exact quote but he was having a hard day and he's like that means i'm gonna pray two hours instead of one exactly yeah. yep and that's crazy to look at and it's so inspiring to oh, see yeah. reformers and people like that that are are taking the time to pray more yeah. when their life is busy that's something that as a student and yeah. stuff it's like oh that means i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like do a, a quick prayer God help me with my schoolwork today. Yeah. Get at it. You know? Right. Yeah. And so I just, I really appreciate that. I would say my biggest thing um, in terms of extremes is I'll go that total extrovert extreme where I'm with people all the time. And yeah. Again, that makes it really hard for me to to get um, my work done. And then the other side of it is like, again, like you said, I, do, I don't think I've ever gotten to full on hermit mode. Yeah. But I'll get to the point where I'm working on things. Just locked down. I'm locked down. And I just feel like I have no passion and no yeah. resilience in what I'm doing. And like this semester, I felt so much more of just like honing in on my craft, doing things I'm left. I'm like, this is what I'm coming to college for. Yeah. Is to really develop those things and learn more. Um is especially in production and stuff. And classes are great and they're gonna help me learn. They're gonna be so important. But first and foremost, I came to college for specific reasons and that's what I want to invest in and invest yeah. in others. Yeah. And kind of segueing from that, I'll um, talk about my challenges uh, in my season of life right now. For me, that's college like it is for you too. But, you know, for whoever's listening, it could be work, it could be home life, it could be, you know, whatever situation you're in. Uh, For me, though, my challenge mainly is uh, I lose motivation 
Um, specifically in the sense of like feeling like I'm really, um, retaining the things I'm learning and feel like I'm really like progressing. Hmm. Like I fall into this and like almost to an extent what you were saying when you were like locked in room, uh, in your room with like zoom classes and stuff where you're feeling like I just had this entire day of busyness, but I have, I feel like I have nothing to show for it. And it's kind of this, like you feel you fall into this mundane, uh, just cycle of daily routine. And for me, like I, I, if you guys don't know me, I'm super like against, you know, schedules and routines. I'm super spontaneous. I'm off the books. I'm, I want to have, I I, like, I love (laughs) change. And so something new, something exciting, I intentionally mix things up and change things just so I don't fall into monotony and, and the same thing every day. Yeah. But like to what Reese was saying earlier, it's that kind of lull in the semester past the half point, like the the third quarter for me, where those challenges rise. And I'm feeling mundane, I'm feeling unmotivated, and I'm sure so many students feel it for different reasons. For oh, yeah. me, it's because it's the same schedule every single week, no difference, no change up. Yeah. And then the symptoms that rise from that for me are... Um, and I've never been someone to struggle with anxiety. And I know that it's a rampant uh, struggle and really just lie from the enemy, uh, yeah. anxiety and depression. For me personally, I, by the Lord's goodness and grace, have never really struggled deeply with anxiety or depression. Um, that's just kind of how he's made me, how he's wired me. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, you know, my worldliness and brokenness hasn't bent me that direction. Yeah. I'm definitely bent and broken, but not in that direction. And so uh, for me, it plays itself out more in um, like uh, not even an isolation, but like more of a, I lose touch with myself. Mm. I feel like I'm not connected with other people even though I'm extremely extroverted, I'm always around people, but it never, I never feel connected to those people. I feel like it's just fleeing by, passing by. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a ton of friends, but never really connect with them deeply. And it's not even because I'm not having deep conversations, meaningful conversations. It's just because that's a symptom of the challenges. When I'm stuck in a routine, that's when this disconnection comes up. Yeah. When I get locked into a routine and it's just the same thing over and over and over again, I start to feel disconnected with myself, my own thoughts and feelings. I start to become disconnected with other people and really like what I'm doing in life. Hmm. It's like a disassociation from life. Exactly. Itself. I feel like I'm almost like an out of body, out of life experience. And it's yeah. it's so weird where I'm just, I feel like I'm just floating through life, waking up, doing these meaningful things, but feeling like I'm not retaining it. I'm not getting anything from it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like what's happening? And so yeah. now... I think it would be beneficial to kind of talk about some of uh, the ways that we can cope with these things. So I want you guys, if you guys struggle more with anxiety and depression, I really want to focus on this first because I know there's so many close friends and family members of mine that um, really, really resonate with anxiety and or depression. Yeah. And so whatever you guys can speak into that, please do. Um, I'm just going to straight off the bat say like, I'm not as experienced with that and I don't want to talk into that to kind of do it a just a disjustice. Yeah. 
Hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you guys have to say as far as like your experience with it and how you've addressed it and how you would give our listeners like advice and encouragement in processing that? I know it's a weighty topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's really that's a that's a heavy thing to take on. Um for me, I I'm not extremely experienced in the area, in the areas of depression and anxiety. I do have um, you know, some levels of it, but more along the lines of what is considered, you know, traditional normal anxiety and depression. Um, but you know, like for a lot of people who have, you know, clinical anxiety, clinical depression, this right. is a very serious, very heavy battle. And it's a very long one too. And some people yeah. don't see solutions on this side of heaven. Absolutely. Mm. And yeah. that's one of the things I feel like so much, first thing off the top of the bat, I feel like so many people who struggle with anxiety, depression, something they're told a lot is God can cure you of your anxiety and depression. Yes, he can. That doesn't mean that's the reality for everybody. Mm. And I feel like that's one of the things that as Christians, um, as Christians, that's what we spout at a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and depression, yeah. and that's not helpful. No, not at all. That's not helpful to people who struggle with those things. Even Paul had, like, he talks about the thorn in his flesh. Yep. Everyone is going to have those weaknesses, and those weaknesses may draw you closer yeah. to Jesus, may cl- draw you closer to God. So I right. love what you're saying about that. Yeah, and that's one of the things is, like, yeah, some people see those. Some people see that on this side of heaven. God cured me of a, my anxiety. God cured me of my depression. God cured me of this specific mental struggle. That's not the situation for everybody. So mm. praise the Lord for the situations in which he does. But also, I think it's important that we recognize that we can praise the Lord for the situations in which he doesn't because he's doing something in that as well. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Yep. Because even in that, even in that thorn in his flesh, Paul was still able to say but god is glorified through me in that amen you know in my weaknesses his power is shown his strength is made whole mm. and that is one of the things that i feel like um is often neglected when addressing those things so just that right off of the top of the bat i want to address that i'm not going to come out here and say just pray and god will solve your problems because yeah. that's not how that works no mm. not at all and that's not how he's designed it to right work. yeah now, granted, coming to the Lord in prayer is always a good thing. Sometimes it's not the solve all because sometimes God's answer to a prayer or request is not yet. Hmm. You know, that's one of the things I also think a lot of people run into is they, they, they pray for something and then if it's not answered instantaneously, they assume the answer is no. Sometimes it's not yet. Hmm. And so, yes, that's, that's my first thing. Obviously, go to God in prayer especially when you're struggling with anxiety and depression, you know, the Bible says God is near to the brokenhearted. That that's, that's just something that's inherent to what he is and what he does. Yes. Um, but specifically I have a bit more experience on the ends of uh, struggles with anxiety. Um, and for me, a lot of, a lot of that, um, went away. Um, and again, I say went away in the, in the sense that, it has been weakened. You know, hmm. it's not gone. Those things don't leave. You know, we are living in a broken world. Satan is still called the prince of this earth hmm. several times in the New Testament. Yep. So it's important to recognize that we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world, and Satan is prince of this earth. So we're not going to escape struggle. No. That's not a reality. And I'm realizing I'm saying a lot of very sad things. <laughs> 
Well, and uh, um, this is something that I'm glad you're saying that because it needs to be addressed, but for the purpose of expressing like the beauty and reality of the yeah. walk of a believer. Like, yeah. yes, this is the reality, but it's not for nothing. It's not in vain. It's for yeah. a very intentional reason. God's not hands off, just completely like, yeah. oh, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know how to handle this. No, everything that happens happens for a reason. You are diagnosed with disorders and, and, and sicknesses, and I have a disorder myself. But it's because for a very uh, intentional reason. God sees everything that happens, and he allows it yeah. for whatever reason. It could be for our growth and our sanctification. It could be for uh, a, a, a lesson that is to be learned or for ultimately our strength. And maybe even to invest in others, because I know so many people yeah. who have yeah. struggled with things, and then they've helped other believers or exactly. other people who aren't believing yeah. to yeah. really come to Christ. I'm writing a song yep. right now, um, we're in the midst of production for it, called Stained Glass, and it's all about how Christ shines through us. Stained glass is marred and broken. But when put together, if you've ever seen a stained glass window and how the light shines through it, it's mm -hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. And you just see the beauty and the brokenness there and how God shines through us, even through like our crazy weaknesses and disorders and disabilities. Like God's still going to use that. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that. I'd love to have somebody who's like a psychologist or somebody well versed in this area speak to this on some time yeah. on the podcast. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. Absolutely. I think that's that would be so good and beneficial. Yeah. Um yeah. anything but, else you guys have to say about that? Um, yeah, I mean specifically, um going back to the anxiety thing, because I never really talked about um yes, I talked about, you know, God doesn't solve it on this side of heaven for everybody and praying does help. Um, for me though, a lot of what happened was actually figuring out, um, how my mind worked because last semester I, I discovered that I did not really understand mental health hmm. because it was just never brought up. And I feel like that's something that's not really ever addressed in the Christian it's world mm -hmm. is what mental health is and how that works and how to address it and all that stuff. Um, because it's just not, you know, like I said, there's this, there's this classic Christian assumption of pray, pray and it'll be solved. And that's, you know, like there's yes, but like, I, I often say that, you know, sometimes you pray for healing and God's, God's answer to prayer is a doctor, yeah, mm. not a miracle. What because, is that? What is that joke about the, the guy in the ocean? And he's he's sinking in his boat and he's they praying for God. Fist, yeah. And then no 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 like a, like a helicopter comes by and he's like God no God will save me no God will save me a boat comes by and he asks him oh no God will save me another person comes by, the guy drowns and goes up to heaven and says God why didn't you save me and he said I sent you three different vessels yep yeah. yep yep yeah so at that point it's it's praying that the Lord would open our eyes and give us clarity to see Him working because right. it's not a matter of if He works it's a matter of when and where and how, because he's always orchestrating everything in our life. And yeah. by the same token, like you said earlier, that doesn't mean all of our problems will be solved and healed. My aunt was born deaf. And when she went to church with uh, my grandparents, the congregation said, just pray and she'll be healed. You gotta have, you gotta have more belief. You have to have more belief for her, her ears to open. <laughs> and God has worked so much through her being deaf and God is using her for yeah. his glory. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's it's crazy. Um I have a condition. Um I have a, a bleeding disorder called hemophilia. And that 
um, that's been a struggle. Like I nearly died yeah. when I was born. It's mm-hmm. a miracle that I'm here and alive. Huh. Yeah. And so God works through these things. I still have um, have to take medication for that, and it's still I still yeah. can't do everything that a lot of people can do. But yep. God's gonna work through those things. So yep. yeah. absolutely, and I have a disorder too. It's just a minor heart condition, and I actually got a concussion from it because I fell out of the shower and hit my head on the sink. Huh. And that's when I was diagnosed with it. But like, and it still limits me on things I can do physically. Like I'm still in, in, you know, young shape and I'm still athletic. I love sports, but like, there's a lot of things I can't do. I can't play football anymore, which I loved to do. And there's other limitations, but it's all for a reason, like you were saying. Yeah. And that's one of the things I feel like is important to recognize is that when when you're not, when all your problems aren't magically solved on this side of heaven, it's not because God isn't answering prayers, it's because he's working for his glory. One of the things that I feel is often um, messed up in people's understanding of the Bible is uh, when people try to answer the question, what is God's ultimate purpose? A lot of people answer things like love or the be- whatever's best for people on earth. <laughs> and the answer is really God's ultimate purpose is his own glory. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you throw everything in that light, the beauty of our brokenness actually reveals itself. Hmm. It reveals its purpose, yeah. Right. Like even if you go back to uh, the man born blind, uh, you know, the I think it's the disciples ask him, uh, Lord, what ha- what happened? Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus' answer was, neither. He was born blind so that you all might see the power of God. Yes. It's these, that was a very clear, that's a physical disability. So good. And it was used for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. When you're not, when your problems aren't solved on this side of heaven, it's not because God's not going to solve them. It's because he's got a greater purpose for them. Mm. Mm. A very specific purpose. Or you, you in this time, in this day and age, on, on this part of the world, for a very specific reason. And I, yeah. that's so good to talk about. So all of you that, that whether you struggle with anxiety or depression or whatever your, um, the, the brokenness and, and physical traits like of this fallen world that you would identify with, just know and believe that, um, what's most important is your perspective. Like yeah. we've said, like it's all the perspective that you have on, whatever you're fighting against and walking through and processing. And then the other thing is don't walk in it alone. And I'm sure so many of you have heard this before, but it's so, so important to bring in. Like, I also want to say it's important not to just like throw your struggles around to everyone because, you know, there's people out there that can hurt you for that, but find people that you trust yeah, and you love and you know that they trust you and love you and want the best for you. And walk, let them walk alongside you, like bring them alongside you in your journey to fight against it, because that's how God has designed all of us. Yeah, he designed us for fellowship and for community. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, to close it out, um, that was a great discussion, but I want to uh, go around and hopefully, my hope is that all of you that are listening would kind of mostly fall under one of the three main categories that we... uh, address as far as our own personal struggles, whether it might be um, kind of experiencing challenges that Reese mentioned and kind of falling into isolation or like 
Luke mentioned where he kind of is balancing what he wants to do and what he knows he needs to do. And then also being with his introverted self, but knowing that he's super extroverted naturally or in my position with um, kind of just losing sight of where you are and what you're doing and why it's important because you feel like, you know, everything's the same every day and you want to mix it up. Uh, I want us to kind of just address our, the like, what advice would you give to those people that would fall into your category? Like for you personally, hmm. um, the, the things you do to yeah. cope, to fight against that, to come out of that, and then encouragements in light of that. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, obviously going back to the isolation stuff, um, a lot of my, my big thing that got me out of isolation was recognizing that I was isolating. Hmm. That's you, big. You don't realize that you're isolating until you actually think about it. You know, like for me, it took, I think it was this semester really that I realized I only interact with a few people intentionally. Wow. Like there's 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 a line between isolating and um just not running into people because you can you can go out of your way to interact with a very select few people and that's not isolating. Isolating is when you're not intentionally or when you're not intentionally interacting with people or intentionally disengaging. Right. Intentionally that's, avoiding right, people. Yeah. Right. It's either it's it's either unintentional lack of into engagement or um, intentional or intentional lack of engagement, you know, whatever that really is, it's or wherever that wherever that comes from. I can speak the English language. Um, <laughs> wherever that comes from, it's that lack of actually going out and interacting with humans. So for me, um, once I recognized it, I was able to say, "Oh, hey." I don't talk to people. I don't interact with people. Here's what I'm going to do. When someone asks me if I want to do something, I'm going to say yes, regardless of whether I can actually fit it in because I'll find a way because that's more important. That's huge. Because hmm. when I actually allowed myself to recognize that things that were off the schedule and were not things I did alone were important, then I was able to actually break out of isolation. That's awesome. Yeah. So for me, my, I, I would say that's a couple things. In in terms of the balance thing, my biggest thing has been okay. This this is what this is what has really helped me this semester. It has been having a list of plans, having my things, praying over that plan, and saying, "God, please destroy this for Your will." No way. Come I on. never knew that. That's I so love good. that because so cool. I naturally fall into two camps. I'm we've kind of mapped this out whereas like Landry's very like spontaneous. Like we we did this four colors thing where orange is like the the daring one, blue is like the relational, green is the information and gold is the organized. So we have like Landry who's like blue orange, Reese who is gold green and I'm in the middle where I have that green blue. So I can fall spontaneous or I can go very organized. Yeah. And what I've found, because if when I'm super organized, I tend to not invest in the relationships around me and I tend to be very, very task focused. Yeah. But then a lot of times I can swing the opposite way, always be with people. And I don't get to the tasks that are really going to advance the needle. But when I have that list of plans, I pray over them and say, God, destroy this and make it what you want to make it and leave yeah. that open before him. It allows me to open up and follow those plans, but also be ready for things to happen, especially in college. Yeah. Because in college, there are random things that go on. All the time. 
all the time, no matter where you are, things come out of nowhere and you're like, oh yeah, definitely. And so putting that in, having margins of time throughout the week where it's like, oh, I can fall back and finish up some homework here. I (laughs) set aside this time for that. That's super important. And then the other thing for me has been really getting into a place of investing and giving to other people. Mm. Um, Mm. I think very naturally, I'm an Enneagram 3, so very naturally I want to perform and not not in a way of like taking from other people, but trying to impress other people. So shifting that perspective to impressing upon them and investing in them is really what's allowed me to just grow and really just have a time of enjoyment here at college. Just love that. Yeah, it's really helped me. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. I never even knew that. Yeah? That's so cool. Anyways, uh, for me, so I wanted to say two things. One thing that just reminded me, I meant to say that earlier, about the whole playing schedule thing. So if you guys follow or fall under one of those two things, Reese or Luke, uh, definitely um, I hope that resonates with you. But then for those of you that are more just like no schedule, no agenda, no, I don't, pl- I don't plan, plan out nothing. I got, I got a, a 12% of a plan that I just, it's, hardly a concept. I, it's never it's more a than concept. 11%. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys are like me in, in that sense where you're spontaneous, you're super like unpredictable and easygoing and like just, you know, in the wind, careless, carefree, whatever. Um, in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for those of you like me, I want to say right off the bat, plans are really, really good for those of us that need to not have plans. Like, and I've I've experienced this personally. I don't have plans. I hate plans. But there's something beautiful and rewarding for those of us that are against plans to... Um, to, to follow some sort of a, a structure and you don't, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. Like, yes, change things up, mix your plan up, make a different plan. If you have to every day, every week, every month, whatever, but having those plans helps you be poor, be more productive in a different way. So, yeah. and, and, and that produ- production when you're uh, productive is so rewarding and I'm, I'm hopeful that most of you guys that are like me have experienced that at some point. But like having that plan that you're following every now and then is such a rewarding thing to like be able to like have all your ducks in a row and like really like know where, yeah. you know, all your, your schedule is and when and where and how. And then you're there on time and it's great. And so don't don't be so like against that and opposing of that like learn to embrace that and balance it it's all about balance and all of these things and then the last thing i wanted to say oh oh, if i may interrupt for a second no no i just wanted to say there's this it's almost hilarious because in and of the in and of the plan there's an there's a an irregular irregularity to the plan for people who don't have plans which is generally what they love exactly irregularity so there's an irregularity to the plan which already makes it exactly, for and even for type. for people like us making a plan, that's irregular. And so, just try it. Like, try to organize things and and get your all your things in a row and see and experience that productivity. And and that's such a rewarding thing. Yeah. Um. And you can still change it. You can still mix it up. Still be yourself. Um. But yeah, try it. And then the last thing, um, if you guys have anything to say after this, please do. But to close this out. 
I wanted to say for my kind of people that follow fall into those same challenges and same symptoms um, of kind of falling into the monotony and these mundane, you know, rhythms of life and then kind of falling out of that and being like, you know, not really connected or in tune with yourself or other people. The biggest thing for me has been outlets, Mm, hobbies. And I was just talking to Reese about this earlier. For me, like it's, it's crucial for me to have things that give me purpose. And obviously like my purpose is in Christ Uh, as a believer. Like that's, that's my identity. That's who I am. But like things in my daily routine that make me um, feel like I, like I belong, like I'm, like I'm contributing something, like I'm purposeful, you know, like I'm, I'm doing something with my life. So those very specific tangible things that your heart just goes after your passions, your drive, follow those things, do those things. And if you're a major, whatever major you are, if you're in college or whatever job you have, whether that is something you enjoy doing or it's something you're not, you're not, I mean, you, you, something you don't enjoy. I I speak the English language as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whether it is or whether it isn't, find something outside of that. Even if you enjoy what you're doing, find something else outside of that. So you don't fall into the mundane routines. That's how I do it. I, I go longboarding. I play beach volleyball, a bunch of just random stuff, graphic design. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. This is something that actually Landry's really inspired me. And the other week, I've had so many people tell me, especially living in Chicago and stuff, pick up longboarding. You're going to really enjoy it going Mm. around the city. And I've always been like, "Uh, I don't know. Don't really, don't really know. I'm not the, not the most fine tuned, like motor skills, motor skills. Well, in terms of like things like snowboarding and stuff like that, I haven't done a ton of that. So I was a little nervous to do it, but but Landry kind of showed me the ropes the other day. I'm like, this is actually really cool. Or doing other things that are just like random spur of the moment. The other, the other day, Landry just called me up and was like, Hey, yo, uh, we're going to a Bible study. Do you want to just meet at the train station? We're going to go be there the, for the night. And I had like plans and everything. In like five minutes. Normally, I would have been like, no, I'll, I'll go back to my room and I'll, I'll do what I normally do. But instead, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. And I'm just going to go and worship with some of God's people and, yeah. and learn. And so it was a great experience to do yeah. that. Yeah. So just finding things like that. Like for me, I'm a very like emotional person and not in a, I know like when most people say emotional, they think of like emotionally unstable or emotionally like immature or inconsistent. But uh, for me, it's not that it's more of, I'm emotionally aware and in tune. So like, even when I fall out of that, I'm aware of it. I know I'm out of touch. And so for me, it's those kind of things where it's like, I, I just need to get out and like meditate on not only the word of God, but also like myself, how am I? How are my thoughts? How are my feelings? What am I feeling? Yeah. You know, and yeah. so many people just don't do that because they don't know to or they don't know how to. But for me, I know how to do it and I know I need to do it. So for me, it's just doing that. So sometimes it's through hobbies and passions. Sometimes for me, it's longboarding. If you were biking or skating or whatever you do, I just got to get out. So sometimes I get out in the city or I get out in the country, wherever you are, and just escape to kind of reconnect with that reconnect with your life your routine your schedule your daily life your whatever your your career is so that you can you know fall back into where you are feel purposeful feel meaningful yeah um and so i hope that 
any or all of these three things you guys you guys kind of sort of fall into whether you're more planner or whether you're more spontaneous um but yeah we love you guys and uh we'll see you next time peace Thank you so much for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Be sure to join us next week. We have new episodes dropping every Saturday at 12 p.m. Central Time.